Hey friends, welcome back to the In This Together podcast. I think this is the first one I have done in about five or six episodes that have actually been with the proper mic and with the proper headphones because we've been doing a lot of car chats. And honestly, I've been traveling a lot, so we've been doing it wherever I've been. And so welcome back. I hope you're enjoying this little bit of better audio. But for today on the episode, I am just going to talk business. And I'm so excited about this. And really, one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I actually got to go to Purpose Retreat by Grace Valentine a few weekends ago. Um, I guess that was back in May. And I got to go there. And I was on a business panel and we talked about so much awesome stuff and we talked about really a lot of like the nitty-gritty and like the hard things about business and I forgot to talk about the fun parts too because of I was just so focused on everyone knowing like what it's really like having a business and it's not all fluffy and unicorns and rainbows like there are some hard things I mean there's some really hard times and some hard seasons and I mean it's hard work like yesterday I worked from 9 a.m to 9 p.m but then some days I don't have to work at all and so it's really just like this up and down balance as with anything but I really regret not telling everybody at that retreat just how much fun owning a business is too because I was talking a lot and just like making sure they're really aware of like all the things. I forgot to talk about how fun owning a business can be too. And so I'm just going to kind of re-bring up some of the points that we talked about there because of I feel like if you're somebody who's kind of looking maybe to start your own business or maybe start your own brand and maybe you want it to be a full-time job, but maybe you just want to do it on the side um, and you just kind of want to start something that you love, then let Let's talk about it. So I'm going to kind of go off some questions that I've been asked before and just kind of go through this with you. So I'm excited and let's get started. All right, so let's go. First question that I always get is how did you start your business? And so I'm going to explain a little bit about how I started my business. And I'm also going to give you a few tips on how to start your business. So bear with me. Some of y'all might know how MM Design started. And if you're just listening to this podcast, because if you just found it, we actually first before we ever started a podcast, we're a faith-based lifestyle brand. And so we sell hats and accessories and clothes and stickers, and we put on retreats and we do just all different things. And really we're just focused on, and my goal at the end of the day is just to spread love, truth, and light. Like at the end of the day, I love making things. I love making products that just kind of remind people that they are loved and remind people that they have a responsibility and a privilege to get to spread love, truth, and light, and just kind of equipping them with products that maybe are conversation starters to kind of start that and to kind of help them do that. And so that's really the main reason, or main goal behind our business. But it all started off, so I was going through one of the hardest seasons of my life. Um, I had been in a relationship for a really long time, and the breakup was really, really hard. And I was also going through some medical things. I have, like, really bad migraines that mimic the symptoms of like a stroke and so my hearing would go away my I couldn't talk um, whenever I get these migraines and I used to have them like once a year but then I started getting them super close together whenever I was um, whenever I after when I was going through my breakup and so I couldn't do anything I was down for like two to three days like my roommates remember um, I was just like miserable with these migraines and they were scary too because we couldn't figure out like what was causing them and like why they're happening in it. My, I was in the medical field for, I was a preclinical professions major. And so it was just 
my classes were really hard and I didn't have any motivation to study. I was depressed. I was just not doing well. And I was also really struggling because I really turned for that breakup to cope instead of turning to God. I turned to a lot of like drinking and partying in college. And it led me to a really dark place, honestly. I uh, thought that those things would kind of heal me because everyone did it. And I realized very quickly that everyone did it because everyone's broken and that I did not want to live my life like that. And I say quickly, but it really took me about three months, I would say, of just really struggling. And so anyways, that was all my fall semester. And then I went on a trip. So the fall semester, you have like fall break or Christmas break or whatever. And so for Thanksgiving, all my family and I went to Texas, which is where a bunch of my family's from. Shout out to Texas. And I went with them and we were all hanging out. And I just felt like so free and so thankful just to be with my family and just so awesome and just so free to be with my family. And so when I was in Texas, I didn't have so much going on around me and all the temptations and so because I was with my family. And so I kind of started to get a little bit more back into my faith and get a little bit more with God and ask him about the things. And it was really cool because I just felt like um, all the things I've been struggling with, God was like, I know, like I'm right here. I, I've seen you walk through all of this and I've been here through it all and I'm not going anywhere, even though I was ashamed and felt guilty. And that's a podcast for another day. And then I was like, you know what? I need to have something for when I go back to school to remind myself that like that it's going to be okay, that like I am not just living for myself, like I'm living for the Lord and that my goal in college is to spread love, truth, and light to all of these different people. And I decided I would go and look for any sort of clothing that was just positive and that just like meant something and that just reminded me of that. And I was in Dallas, Texas, and I could not find anything. I couldn't find anything positive that I would like actually want to wear on a day-to-day basis and that I felt was like cute or trendy or I just was like, none of this is really hitting me. I was like, there's got to be better brands out there that are faith-based that have stuff that like I would actually wear. We were all staying in a hotel room together, like my whole family, like me and my little sister staying in the same bed and it was like three o'clock in the morning and I could just not sleep. I was not able to sleep. All I could think about was like if I couldn't find an intentional clothing brand in Dallas, Texas, then I didn't really know where I was going to find one because Dallas has all the shopping, all everything. And so I ended up just turning on the light at three o'clock in the morning and I just started drawing all these different hat designs, all these different hat ideas. And I, that's where the Keep Smiling hat came from. And that's where the TYJ hat came from. Originally the Keep Smiling hat had see good, do good, be good around it. Um, Like it was going to be embroidered. But then as a college student, I realized that that was really expensive to do. So I decided not to do that. But, and that's where like really just the patch came. So I got home after Thanksgiving break, after being with my family and having all these ideas. And I had ordered some hat, like a hat or two just for myself and a patch or two just for myself, just so I could wear it around and just remind myself that like, okay, Maya, like you need to keep smiling. Like you got this, like there is a reason to keep smiling. Like you have an amazing family, you have amazing friends. Like, yes, you are going through the trench and you're struggling, but there is light at the other side of this. And so we're going to keep smiling in hopes and in embracing of that, of that light. And so Actually, just so I could tell y'all real quick, um, for those of y'all who were on the migraine story or maybe following it closely because you have one, I so they put me on like an anti-seizure medicine after the heart one. They put me on like a um, an antidepressant one because they don't have they didn't have migraine medicines at the time that like just 
helped the symptoms of a migraine. And so they just didn't have the right medicine for me. And so I tried all these different ones. And finally, I was just like, after I got the anti-seizure medicine, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm not going to take this. I'm going to figure out. So I met with my neurologist. I was like, is there anything natural I can do? And I know this is not the case for everyone, so I'm not saying that. But I was so frustrated. So if this helps one person, I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there. But And I actually have had friends that this is also helped for. So um, I was struggling so much with it. And I was like, is there anything I can do naturally? And he was like, actually, if you want, these are some foods that you can cut out. And so you can cut out caffeine, you can cut out blah, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, caffeine. Because I was drinking a lot of caffeine because I was sad, trying to get motivation to get out of bed. And I started getting a lot of migraines. I was like, you know what? Let me just try cutting out caffeine. I have not had a migraine since. I have not had one. Um, and mine were so bad. Oh, I used to like, this is maybe TMI, but I would literally not be able to get out of bed. And I can take a high, like I have a high pain tolerance. I would not be able to get out of bed and I would just throw up. Like I could not, like I would throw up all myself. Like it was so horrible. It was like so sad. Like that's so gross. But like I could not move or like function. Like it was so scary. And basically it has to do with like my blood vessels in my head. I can't remember if it was like they enlarge or they shrink. I think it's they shrink. And anyways, caffeine's just not good for that for me. And so, I stopped caffeine. I have not had one since. And now if I ever drink caffeine, I feel the I like I will throw up almost immediately or I'll start getting a migraine immediately. And so that really, really helped me. And I, if you ever see me, you're like, well, why does she post coffee all the time? And it's, I post coffee all the time because I always drink decaf because I still love the taste of it. And I still think it wakes me up in the morning. And so for me, decaf coffee is just something I get to like look forward to in the morning. And that's like actually what wakes me up is like having something to look forward to. So anyways, that if you are struggling with migraines or anything of that sort, I highly recommend to look into the foods and the triggers that there may be. Um, I was like all for taking medicine. I really tried it, but just none of them worked for me. And I just found that caffeine was better to just remove. And I have not had one since. And now I don't have to put anything in my body. So that was a really cool thing. And if you do have to do medicine, then that's awesome too. I would just encourage you to talk to your neurologist. Back on the hat story. So I went back to school. I made one or two hats just for myself. And then everyone was like, where'd you get that? Where I lived in a sorority house. And they're like, where'd you get that? Where'd you find that? And I was like, okay, I found, I made it actually. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I made it. And so I Ended up just started making a bunch of hats. I would like order a dozen and then I would order two dozen and then I would order three dozen for like my sorority house and I would do it for the other sorority houses too and just like friends on campus and just really started off as like just like kind of like a college fun thing. And then I, I used to work at a surf shop, Ono Surf Shop in Seaside, Florida and my boss and I are just super close and I still call my boss this day even though I don't even work for him because I just love him so much and uh, he has been so good to me. And so I was like, hey, do you want to sell these hats maybe and I was like I've been I've been making them at school and they've been doing really well like do you want these for your shop and he was like yes give me like I think it was like two dozen and so I gave him those and then I posted that on my story and this is like before I had like any followers at all and um I posted it on my story and then everyone was like, oh my gosh, like you're making those, like, will you please like send them to me? And so then people were DMing me and all this stuff and then COVID happened. And I think I just said COVID. I meant to say COVID, sorry. And so then COVID happened and I actually had time to sit and I was getting so overwhelmed with all the DMs and people trying to get me to ship it here and there. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to make a website. And that timing, I was able to actually not only make a website because of the orders, but I also want to make a website because I wanted to talk about like why I made that hat. And I wanted people to know that like the mission of that hat isn't just to be a like a smiley face hat. Like that's awesome. There's so many amazing, incredible brands that do that. And I'm so for it, like more smiles in the world. But the mission behind our hat is actually to remind people to keep smiling. There are hard seasons, but to keep smiling through them. And I that was really the mission behind why I really started that website. From there, we just kept we got wholesale. We started people started reaching out for wholesale orders, and y'all, it was so crazy. I was a pre med major, had no idea what I was doing, and then God just really just basically started a business and was like, "Here, Maya, like you you take this, you can you run it." And I've just said yes. And once I realized what he's doing, I was like, "Okay, God, I'll do it." And so, anyways, it's just been really cool to see what happens whenever you just do something that you love or work from a place that uh, of where you actually like. That is the story. And I hope you got some sort of nuggets from that. But that's why and how we started MM. And um, I, it really was all just like a natural progression. I love saying the word organic for it when I explain like our growth because it really just has been so organic. Like I didn't, I, we were so blessed to have first a warehouse and then we had a studio shop. And that those weren't because of I had dreamt of having a warehouse and dreamt of having a studio shop. It was just because I needed more space. And um, God just kind of provided those spaces for me. And now I'm doing podcasts from our garage because we have actually moved from Tallahassee and we don't need the studio shop anymore because it would be just too much to manage while I'm here. And so and actually the business is going to move with me and with Chance and I actually wherever we go because Chance and I are going to be moving a lot. And in the next month, I'll give you an update as to what our plans are, but we'll probably be moving a lot. And so the business, it's so beautiful because God gave me this business and now I can move it wherever I am. And anyways, just so many incredible parts. But that leads me to kind of my first two pieces of advice for people who, so that's kind of how I started the business, but this leads me to my first two pieces of advice for people who are like, like, what's your advice to like, if I want to start a business? Um, And I think that number one, and I know that this is like, but it obviously, it has to be something that you love and something that you're passionate about. Because there are some hard moments. And I think that everyone kind of wants to start something. And sometimes it's for we want to start it for money or just to say that we started a business or whatever it is. That way that it that product comes from like a genuine place in your heart or that podcast. It comes from a genuine place or a need in your heart. Like my um, sister-in-law, Sadie, um, a lot of y'all know her and she started Live Original and the reason, and she started LO Sister and LO Sister, the reason that she did it is because she needed a sister and a friend. And like for me, for MM Designs, like I did MM Designs because I needed someone to spread love, truth, and light to me. And I needed a reminder to spread love, truth, and light. And so I think that focusing on not only what you're passionate, what you love, but also what you need is important to whenever starting a business. Small looks different to everyone, but I would say that when especially, especially starting small whenever you're just starting a retail business, because you could order maybe say a hundred shirts and say they come in and you've looked at every single thing and you've thought every single thing was going to be perfect. And then you get them in and they are just not exactly what you thought they were going to be. And I made that mistake. I ordered like masks one time and I ordered like 300 y'all. And I was so upset because they all stunk. I still have about 200 today. I've been giving them out to people for free because I hated them so much. And so, but before I ever start saw the product or anything, I was just ordering like huge quantities and that just wasn't really good 
for a good idea. And I would really encourage you to start small. And that also helps keep a lot of the pressure off of you. Um, like I think that there's so much pressure to like have everything done and have all of these like like a business plan and they teach you all this in school. And I've found that with a lot of entrepreneurs, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and with a lot of people who start their own businesses or startup companies. Those people really just started small and they started by doing something that they loved and something that they needed and then they let it grow and then now they have a business plan and now they have a thing. And I'm not sometimes it'll grow and it'll be in two months and then you'll find your business plan. But I would say like really within like the first like beginning process of it, like don't feel this pressure to like just make it massive and to scale it. Like if you end up selling up selling out all of all of your stuff, then great. Increase the quantities then a little bit. Increase the quantities a little bit. Like you don't have to go to like this crazy scaled business for it to be successful. You have to determine like what your success is. Like what is your success going to be in your business? Like is your success for your business like you making a lot of money, which that's totally fine, that's awesome. Is it going to be you is it you making a lot of money? Is it you gaining a lot of following for your business? Is it you changing a lot of lives? And for me, I'll just share a little bit of my success. Like, I do not care about the money. You guys, any of my friends, anybody who knows me, like, I do not care about the money. Um, and really, the only reason I do this is for the people and for their hearts. And if people feel encouraged and loved and are equipped to spread love, truth, and light, that's really all I care about. And that's a success to me. What is going to be your business's success? And so if you're thinking about starting a business, like really ask yourself, like, why are you doing it? And that'll be a great reminder for when you have to make hard decisions as to like what you're going to do. And it, when you have to make hard decisions, it's coming back to like, okay, like, does it align with like what I feel like my success is as a business? And then another piece of advice that uh, maybe you'll saw in my story is, and this one's kind of weird, and I don't think that anyone's ever given this to me, but start a website start the website. I think that if you are so passionate and that you feel like you really needed something that you love something, um, I would say the first step is to really start a web start the website. And it's okay. I think so many times we're so afraid to start the website because we're so scared of failing or whatever it is. And honestly, making a website is not that hard anymore. Um, there's so many great platforms. Like I'll tell you all ours. We use Wix, and Wix has been awesome. I know a lot of people that use Shopify, and I would almost I've never used Shopify, so I can't speak for it. But I do love that they can do the shipping labels like right through there. But it's honestly like really cheap to start a website. And so if you want to like you just like start playing and start a website. I'm not saying you have to like immediately launch it or share it with anyone. But I do think that like it'll show you whenever you start doing the website, it'll show you if like you're really passionate about it and you're really excited about it or if you're just not really and you just don't really love it. And I know – so I feel like that's almost like creating a website is almost like a test. Like whenever I started creating the MM Designs website, like I just got more excited and I could not wait to like show it to people and to launch it and just to see what it was going to do. And I think that that was a really big teller for me because I know that I've made websites in the past because if I've had ideas about blogs or whatever it is, and I started the website and then I was like, oh, I just don't really – like this isn't really what I want to do and this isn't really – like God almost like changed like the desires in my heart. And so I would say like start the website and if you are still like super excited about it – and I'm not saying you won't be nervous, but if you still have that passion and that love for it and you're praying and you really feel like this is like something that I want to do, then I say go for it. 
Another question, moving on a little bit to some other questions I get now that you kind of, I've given you some like a few pieces of advice on like really starting your business. And a lot of people ask me like, how did you learn all this? Like, how did you get to know all of this? And ask people, ask friends, ask other business owners. For example, I have a sweet friend, Elise, who owns Bacon Skate. It's a bakery and a skate shop. And she's awesome. Go look her up. It's actually a faith-based like bacon skate, even though that name sounds a little bit misleading, which I love that about that business. But so she actually gave me, I have been buying my labels and I'll let you in on this free trick because shipping is the hardest part, I would say, um, until you figure it out. Once you figure it out, it really goes good and it goes smooth. But I, it took me a while. I would say like a year and a half for me to really figure out shipping. And Elise, I was talking to her and, I, and we were talking and she's like, well, don't you get your labels from UPS? And I was like, no. I was like, no, I get them from so and so. And she was like, girl, they'll give you 6,000 free labels if you go on their website and you tell them you have a business, like a small business or whatever. So I listened to her and I tried and I was like, and I am saving hundreds of dollars on shipping now because if I went to the UPS to the small business thing and I went to the UPS and said I was a small business and then they gave me 6,000 labels. And so you can look that up on YouTube if you're like a shop owner or something. If you want to look that up on YouTube and you could literally just search UPS uh, giving free, search like UPS giving free labels for small business owners and for business owners or what like something along those lines. And it's the four by six like thermal label printer paper that they'll actually send you for free. And that's huge. And then I got a printer. I'll actually tell you exactly what my printer is because this one is the Comer printer and it's like CX 419 or 418. And it's a label thermal printer for $200, less than $200 on Amazon. And it has saved me so much money. My old printer was like 300 or something and I had to buy a paper for it and it was just a pain. But actually with this Comer one, and this is not an ad, I'm literally just giving you this information for free because I love y'all. But this Comer one, you can actually make stickers. I haven't figured that out yet because I just got it. But, um, and the labels print so fast. So you don't have to buy ink. You, I mean, like it is seriously the best printer ever. And so anyways, ask people. And I would also say that be respectful when you ask them. Like for example, if, if someone asks me like where I get my shipping labels from, then I will 100% answer that or where I, how I use my website or anything about taxes. Like those are questions that 100% are on the table. I would more than happy be to ask. Um, but then there's some things like maybe if it's a specific shirt or something like that, that I might not say just because of um, I have had a lot of people try and copy shirt designs and posts and hats and the just take things. And so there's some things that you obviously have to be careful with. But I think that whenever I don't mind the question of like, hey, what wholesaler do you use for your shirt blanks? Because that's something that like is so generic, but a question that might not be really appropriate to ask a fellow, like another business owner is like, hey, where do you get your patches from? Because that's like a main part of my product. And so that's like something that people could like easily copy, if that makes sense. And so, but I think that you could ask, like I love when people ask me about like different methods of how I screen print or how do I embroider or how did I find an embroider or how did I find a screen printer? Those are questions that I feel like are good and on the table. And so I would just say like, obviously ask respectful questions. Like don't ask like something that kind of puts like their business, like their creative, their creative business at risk. And so 
that is kind of, if y'all have any of those questions, feel free to ask me. I mean, I just told you we use Jiffy shirts for our shirts and those are just blanks. Um, so I don't mind telling y'all that. And then, and then we use our, got our shipping labels from UPS. We use a Comer shipping label printer. And yeah, so I think that those are just good questions that you could ask. And I think that that's kind of stuff also that you can do your own research on whenever it comes to like shirt blanks or like hats or where you're finding your patches. Like you can do your own research on that kind of stuff, but maybe if it's stuff like taxes, like, and things and it's like hey how did you set up your taxes for this or like how did you set up your web- website did you have somebody do it or did you do it yourself like that is all valid questions that I feel like a lot of people will be open to answering just be respectful with your questions but I think that there's a lot that we could all learn from each other and I love having conversations with my friends that are also business owners and just hearing about what they're doing and I just have to be mindful to obviously ask respectful questions And then another thing that I kind of alluded to when I was saying like researching with taxes, whatever, I did a lot of research. I would sit and I would read things like, for example, we do um, heat press vinyl screen printing right now in in shop. And I, before I bought all that stuff and figured it out, I mean, I watched countless YouTube videos. I read countless articles and just forums and all these different things. And I think that that's an important part about being entrepreneurs. Like you have to always be willing to learn. And if you want to start your own business and a lot of you guys might be just wanting to do this for your own personal fun and just like as kind of like a side job or just as something that you're passionate about, but you don't want it to be your career. And that's awesome. And I think that that is so amazing. And then some of y'all want to do it as your full-time job. And so I think that you just have to be willing, like you're an entrepreneur either way. You're an entrepreneur if it's your if it's not your full-time job and if it is your full-time job. And I think that you're no one's more or less of an entrepreneur based on how often they do their how often they do the business that they love. And so I would say just be willing to learn and not being afraid to like look up forums and look up YouTube videos and learn things. And I think that that's like a lot that's really been one of my biggest lessons through this business. And it's not in a negative light, but you'll never have it all figured out. And that's something that I'm actually, I struggled with so much at first because I was like, oh, I want to make sure I get like everything done. So like Tevin's like, yes, I'll know everything pretty much about shipping at some point. And I'll know everything about like, say my my website platform or even Anchor, the Spotify Anchor the podcast platform that we use, but some things are going to change and they might have updates. They might stop working and you just have to learn. And I think that that's something that a lot of people are kind of like scared to do is because they want to have like this end finish goal. And I think that from a fellow entrepreneur and just as a friend, like, and just in general in life, like there really is, you're never going to reach that finish, that, that, you're never going to reach that finish line, that end end goal until really we get to heaven. And so I think that just enjoying the race that we're running right now and the race of the business or and just enjoying the business and just enjoy where you are at every season and you'll definitely hit goals, but I'm just saying, and you'll hit goals and you'll have those. And I think those are super important. But what I am saying is that you're never going to get to this point where you're like all knowing of every single thing and every single outcome because, uh, life throws you curveballs and especially in business. And so those are kind of sort of things about how I figured out things because I wasn't a business major by any means. I was actually a pre-med major, like I said before. So I didn't know any of this. And the next thing I get a lot is like, how do you grow your business? 
And because I wasn't a business major or anything, I didn't really know how to grow my business. And if I'm being quite honest with you, we grew really organically and really naturally. Like I had no really expectation of us being what we are today and where we are today and it being my full-time job and being able to have employees. And like, I just, I cannot even believe that. So we grew honestly really organically. And I think that the thing that really helped me with growth, I think that this is important in any kind of business, whether you're faith-based whether you're not, but if you are a believer and you're starting a business or you're in a job or you're just trying to grow something or whatever it is, I would say to really grow, we were just willing to say yes and amen um, to the things that God put in our pathway that we knew was evidently God and that like were opportunities that were from Him. And I think that's a really important part about growing is saying yes to the things that God has for you and the opportunity that God's evidently put on your life and, and being able to say no to the opportunities that it's kind of evident that he's not in. And that takes prayer. And really for me, I mean, I've gotten asked to do a lot of projects that didn't align with my, because we do make custom hats. I've gotten asked to do a lot of projects, y'all, that like I could not believe that they asked me <laughs> to be a part of because they just did not align with my core values and with my faith and just with our business at all, but they asked me to do it. And I had to be able to say, pray about it and take a second and say, actually, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this because that's not the kind of growth that I want. And that's honestly something that I don't think is going to grow my business in the way that I find success. So that kind of goes back to determining why you find success because it'd be easy if money was my navigator and money was my success term to be like, oh yeah, I'll take that project, even though it doesn't align with my core values and it doesn't align with our morals and our goals. And I think it was really important to say yes to the opportunities that God has for us because saying no to those ones that were projects that did not align with our values, with our morals, allowed us to say yes to the ones that did and allowed us to keep growing and allowed us to stay true to our mission because you don't want to come to a business that is saying one thing and doing the other. And so I, and you don't want to buy from business that's saying one thing and doing the other. And so for me, that was really important was saying yes to the opportunities that God for us had for us and, and saying no to the ones that I felt like that were just not from him. And some of those opportunities that God gave us were really scary. Whenever the studio shop kind of came into the picture, I was like, how in the world are we going to do this? Like, but I knew it was so evident that God had brought that studio shop and opened up that lease for us. I mean, three people said no ahead of us or in in front of us that were supposed to get that place. And I wasn't supposed to get a new place for like a year. And so I just kind of gave up on it. And it was so cool because those three people said no that had all been waiting for months for like random weird reasons. And then the place got to be for us. If you want to grow, you can't be afraid of saying yes and amen to the opportunities that God has for you take the time to pray about those opportunities and to also act on them. Like for our shop, I had to go to my landlord and be like, hey, do y'all have anything bigger? And she said no. And I was like, she was like, well, we won't for a really long time. Like you might as well just like kiss that idea goodbye. And I was like, okay. And I was willing to kind of just be shut down. And then it was cool because of I acted on it and then God did the work And then the opportunity arose for us to actually get the shop. And so anyways, I think that that's a really important part about growth and kind of how an example of how we grew. 
all that being said, I'm going to kind of let y'all go because I know we've covered a lot of grounds about small businesses. And if y'all have any questions about a business or starting your business, I would please, please message me because I love answering questions like this. And I would love to do like more specific podcasts in the future. This is just kind of like an overall base. But I just wanted to say thank y'all for listening. And I really hope and I pray that whatever you're passionate about, whatever you love, whatever you need, that this podcast just helps encourage you to feel like you're a step closer to getting there and a step closer to saying yes and amen. I love y'all. I hope y'all have a great day and you're the best. Bye y'all.